Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're changing our name. Everything's affordable. Everything is on sale. And frankly, the theme today is if you're listening right now to an NFT podcast, you are a DGen in this market. Yeah, I'm officially it, saying it. Congratulations. I'm not sure if we should say congrats or anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm currently hitchhiking my way to NFT NYC. Uh, oh, you know, boy. Gotta find, gotta gotta find a way to get out there. I think <laughs> I think I uh, heard news. It's all so, straight cash bar. All cash bars. Yeah, BYOB actually at all the parties now. So. <laughs> Did I pay any? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder, maybe they'll take JPEGs. You know, I hope that NFT NYC of anywhere would be a place that would accept JPEGs for payment. But, you know, I kind of feel like we're not to that point yet. Oh, my gosh. One step closer to my horse-based economy dream. That's right. Soon. Soon. All that. right. Well, yeah, let's get into it. What are we seeing out here? I think we got to just go over a bit of what we are seeing in this bear market. What's going on with NFTs? Because if- Yeah, look, Ooh, look, we're all okay. down. I just want to say we're all down. Like, it doesn't matter like what you chose, where you push it. Like, and it's just important to note that like, uh, I always try to say like, future expected value. You make your best decisions when you have. I was just talking before we pressed the record button. I feel like a dope for, you know, dollar cost averaging in maybe too soon, maybe buying some of the, NFTs I have, um, but I will say this, I'm actually like, I look at what I'm holding in ETH versus what I'm holding in some of my NFTs. I'm happier when I look at the NFTs and I'm like, huh, I still see value here, but I just want to let everyone know I am frustrated and I feel a little dumb. Yeah. I think we're all kicking ourselves for some of our, our decisions over the past six months or so, you know, especially if you haven't been wise in taking profits or taking enough profits. And of course it never feels like you've taken enough when, when it drops like this. Um, so yeah, we're all, we're all hurting here. And, you know, I think, uh, I think it's, you know, just worth kind of going through what, what's going on in the market, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what, what, how it's affecting crypto or what's going on in crypto and how it's affecting NFTs, because, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of chatter about what might be coming too. So in the news, I think what I'm seeing on a parade is what I'll call debt dominance. People that were over levered, the tide has gone out and no one was wearing pants because when clearly you lever up against crypto volatile assets and the Fed is raising rates and there is a massive war caused by like just this is what's going on. So what is, yeah. what's the deal with Celsius right now? Yeah, let's start with this. Celsius, <clears throat> so this was a, let's see, a, a lending platform that was allowing people to um, 
they were managing people's ETH for them. So you could put, you could park your ETH with them. So you would give them your ETH and uh, they were staking a lot of this in many cases, some cases they were just promising a, uh, I think they're also doing a uh, stable coin. You could deposit ETH or a stable coin, but with a hefty uh, return on those like 18% or something ridiculous. Yeah, on a stable coin. And then I think 9% on your I've seen this movie that was was exactly. On, uh, so, Netflix. you know, then they were trying to, it seems like, you know, they were using that ETH to, you know, to gamble essentially. Um, but then there were also people looking to get their ETH out of staked ETH. And that's been another issue. So it's not worth as much anymore. It's taken about a, I think it's about six, 7% down from, from the price of ETH. Um, so that's also a problem for these, uh, for anyone that was assuming that it was going to stay at a one-to-one ratio, I mean, a 7% drop when you're managing, uh, hundreds of millions worth of, uh, worth of crypto is a significant drop. Um, so we've seen Celsius basically lock up all the funds that they've got there. Nobody can withdraw any. No, Andrew, it's, it's a, it's a new feature. It's called total mode. That's exactly yeah. what they said. Total. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. So it's a, it's a feature. Yeah. That, they, uh, yeah, no one can get anything out of there right now. That's not good. It's affecting some of the other markets, um, or, or the market as a whole. We're also, we just recently have seen, uh, three arrows capital, three AC, as they are known, the, the probably the biggest crypto hedge fund, uh, seems like they have maybe run into similar issues. Um, they have stop well they, they basically stopped communicating much and they have said just recently that they are communicating with the appropriate parties to work the things out but uh you know it appears that they have had some liquidations already um and that they have really levered up on on the price of ETH. so um or on the you know assuming the price of ETH would go up and obviously it hasn't done that same thing gambling with customers funds um clients funds and you know they've the, the really bad part with them is that they've invested in a lot of other crypto companies a lot of crypto startups and Namely, they, made, Luna, they dropped 550 million so that was a big part of this, the problem but they've also invested as sort of venture capital for or the, you know they helped a lot of crypto companies get started and then they were a lot of these companies weren't taking all of the funding right away and then leaving it with 3AC to oh, manage no. for them because they were promised, you know, they were doing such a good job. So now there's, you know, reportedly a lot of other uh, companies that don't have their funds anymore. Um, and obviously any, any crypto funds that these companies have raised have already been, been uh, heavily discounted from where they were just a few months ago. So, you know, I think we're going to see a lot bigger shakeout here when things, uh, you know, as you said, you know, we're seeing, seeing what happened when the tide, seeing what happens when the tide goes out here and it's, it's ugly, unfortunately. Yeah. There's recent news here. I'm just reading this. Uh, they're starting to fail to meet margin calls. Margin calls are coming. They're failing to meet it. So those dominoes are falling, uh, you know, depending on when you listen to this, but the, the direction is the direction is down and why this will probably happen. It will probably drive the price of the below, uh, that thousand thousand dollar uh hold point and then trigger a, a larger sell-off because people were margined against that point and you know at some point that debt money that levered extra dollars those margins they're all going to get called up and eventually we will find a bottom there will be a bottom somewhere here 
We just got to keep digging Remember, until we find This it. is us trying to read what's going on from other people. We, we're trying we to read what's them. going on and we're, we're trying to, yeah. But of course, if we had been smartly listening to, to the right people all along, we wouldn't have, we would have sold a long time ago. So, you know, we're definitely do not listen to us for financial advice. Oh, full speculation here. Um, speculation on speculation. I'm just, oh yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to wait though. I'm, I'm waiting on that, but not on NFTs. I'm still, I'm still in, there's, we'll get to it, but there, there's fun things to be had. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into more of the, the NFTs in the bear market, but let's get on to a little bit more of the news. I think you posted this one here, George, uh, the. Yeah. The freedom is stuff. I thought it's just a fantastic article from bankless and you know approaching of course a good old bankless oh my gosh um pied pipers for me i'll keep listening but i was driven off a cliff and i'm still here (laughs) anyway uh just being careful with freedom and projects simply because it is um it's important to note and they have a great article we posted in our show notes about Free mints are now also a potential attack vector because essentially if you like FOMO into a page and just click mint, you're signing a contract that can do things like, I don't know, liquidate your portfolio or, you know, do, uh, do damage, uh, to your main wallet. So, uh, this is a good use case. If you're hunting these free mints, a good use case, we're just spinning up a secondary wallet, a safe wallet where you're just like, all right, I'm going to do DJet extra DJT things on this wallet, which doesn't have a ton of ETH in it, doesn't have your prized board ape in it, um, hint, hint, Seth. And, you know, I thought this is a, yeah, a good bit of advice. Yeah. I think that's a great idea to use a, use a safety wallet for that one, you know, move anything of value. If it does, if the free mint ends up being something of value, move it to another wallet. Don't, you know, don't leave anything good in there, but that's a good idea. For the record, my safe word is banana. Great. Great. All right. Uh, let's see quickly. MasterCard has partnered with a few, uh, different crypto and NFT marketplaces to offer some new on-ramps. Um, you know, we're seeing, we've seen a couple of these before. Uh, so if this is MasterCard directly offering integration, um, you know, anything that makes it easier to, uh, to get on to crypto, I think is good. You know, of course, uh, now, <laughs> um, you know, you can actually, you know, you, if you could buy some decent crypto with a, with a credit card, it seems. Uh, All right. Another one. Oh my gosh. The, the rumors were, the rumors you were hoping for were not true. Goblin Town. Who is it? Yeah. So this was, well, this was odd. They said that they were doxing themselves. It comes out that they are Truth Labs, which is a, a, a collective of anonymous profiles, essentially. Um. You know, it's an interesting project, but it seems that, uh, I mean, they, they are known with digital identities, but there's not much behind it. Um, so there, the price went up a little re- immediately, but then has since fallen down below, uh, where it was before. Um, you know, obviously that's an ETH terms in, uh, in US dollar terms as well, well below where it was. Um, you know, interesting that they've, uh, come out, they do seem to, I mean, they said that they don't have a roadmap, but they do seem that they want seem like they want to do more of some sort. So, you know, I don't imagine that they announced this without, uh, some expectation of doing something else in the future. Oh, well, they dox themselves, but they're also just a group of fun <laughs> dox people. So right. if you've done it, but not done it, 
And so, yeah, the floor is at 3.4-ish right now, just for interesting speculation. Not on my list, though. All right. Well, let's talk about an affordable project. And we're going to start talking about a few, I think, that we're we're looking at. Um, you know, I think it's something that's a good time to look at things that you may want to get into, some things that are, um, you know, maybe up above uh, where we normally recommend something, but seem to, you know, there's going to be some good entries, you know, on a lot of projects. We can't say that it's going to be all of them or that this will even drop into it, but Accutars. Um, is one that we've talked about a bit in our discord and wanted to talk about a bit here on the, uh, podcast. Yeah, this is something that we kind of brought up back and forth, but as an official project previously, we would never have brought it up because frankly, it was too expensive, way too expensive. And it, you know, has seen prices that kind of hovered as, as high, almost close to four ETH. And this is a, a Micah Johnson, who's a former baseball player turned artist and he's done this in order to uh you know the story is actually quite unique and endearing i believe it was his uh his cousin um is that right that he's inspired it was inspired by i was asking like why are there any like black astronauts and blanco was like actually you know there are and then creating this whole character and even didn't even tell his cousin that like he had done this and the kid loves him he's like oh look at these things so there have been a few different iterations of Akutars, and the 3D Aku avatars are the most recent ones that uh, that came out. There are 15,000 of them with 5,000 owners, so, you know, uh, one to three ratio there. And this one dropped in April, and they are, you know, really well-designed. Yeah, I'd I say they actually talked about like, them like back in April when they dropped because they did have an issue with the drop where they they locked up uh if it was 35 uh, it's gonna say about 30 million or so don't worry it was all in eight so <laughs> in the country so yeah it looks like a lot less now but yeah unfortunately you know i'm sure if they had been able to access that they probably would have uh moved some of that to to usd of some sort um so that's yeah it's yeah, still a tough battle for them to, to have to come back from but I just want to remind everyone that uh, we that they did have that issue, so that the price dropped pretty drastically from from where it was right before that issue, and it's you know they, they've had some challenges since then. We were recently watching. We saw whale pranksy rolled in and swept the floor. Um, we're basically saying don't buy now, but have a reserve price. Uh, I think in the in the Discord. You know, Andrew, you've said you're interested at uh, 0.5. It gets 0.5. You're like, all right, I'll move on it. And I think it's important to have that number in your mind being like, okay, because right now we have time on our side. We don't have to follow into anything and we can wait mo. And I, I like this at 0.5 again. Yeah. The reason why I like it is that it's, um, you know, it's going to be, and if you've heard Micah Johnson talk, you can look it up on the, some, you know, the podcast interviews he does, but he's very driven behind this. Like, this is like what he's going to build and what's more, it's going after uh, the media and branding side of things. So it's not promising some game in the future or like, oh, finally, we're going to be the one that does merch. Like, let's relax on the sweatshirts. No, but they've got like legit players, uh, people that have worked on media assets like Star Wars, and they have got a robust seemingly plan to to bring this into uh, popular culture via film shows, television, as far as I understand. 
Yeah. And I really like that this is led by someone that has worked at something that had such a low probability of success and being a professional baseball player and kept working at it and, and, you know, did it when nobody was looking. And I think that's going to be necessary in, you know, in the market ahead, it could be, could be quiet. And I think he's going to keep building and, and, you know, I think even, even seeing the challenges they've had and how they keep trying to, uh, to work at it. I think that's a great sign. Um, and I, I think these are cool little guys too. I, uh, I've been really close a few times <laughs> um, and um, I'm going to keep watching this because I think it's, uh, you know, it's a good one to get at some price here. Yeah. I'd like to be on, I'd like to be in this project, um, so, but I got time. We'll take a watch on it. We'll keep a look and, and monitor. Uh, I'm also playing a game. If, uh, if my flower fam exceeds Akutars at some point, I'm just going to swap it straight, straight swap. And it's, it's getting up there. Flower fam is like kicking around 0.4 and Akutars is at points seven ish. Those lines are coming together. Yeah, that 0.7 has seemed like a, like a pretty good floor for a long time now in that project. Yeah. Stop buying the floor pranks. Let us, let us, uh, yeah, I mean, it got to the, get in here. I think right after he did that, it got up to about one E for a little while there. And then of course dropped back down with everything that's, that's happened recently, but it doesn't seem to get under that 0.7 ETH floor very much. Yeah. The other funny thing is 0.7 is $700. Still $700. It's $700. Used to be. <laughs> well. I think we're recording this a good 12 hours or so before it comes out. So who knows by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> it's $100. <laughs> All right, I'll go get one. What is that, 0. 0.7? That's 50 bucks. Okay. Cool, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. All right, well, let's, uh, yeah, speaking of the bear market, let's get into it a bit more. What this means for, what what we're seeing this in the crypto or in the NFT market at this point. Yeah. Again, as I started... If you're still interested in NFTs at this point, uh, frankly, NFT gambling with the markets are down 80%, bravo. You have officially earned your degeneness. So good job listening and listening this far into an NFT podcast, but we're still going to be here doing what we do. I also have been having this thought because I you know, got into this over, over a year ago, but I remember thinking to myself, man, I wish I'd just been a little earlier. I wish I was playing with NFTs when it was a down market back in the days when you know, projects like punks were out and people were like, oh, what are these things? Like no one really understood the value and everyone was like overlooking them. Uh, well, my wish has been granted. This is that time. This is actually a great time to start slowly getting into strong projects. And you can have the pick of the litter now because uh, everything is now being shown for what it is. And strong teams are going to reveal themselves. And you can then be the OG in looking back. Cause like, let's just be honest, two years from now, things will cycle back to a higher point. Yeah. I think some things will, you know, and I think, you know, I, hopefully we see ETH return to high levels, but I, I do think that there's going to be a big shift in the NFT market and that a lot of things will not necessarily, uh, come back. You know, you have to think about the fact that a lot of these projects may not have been, uh, you know, well diversified with, with what they had raised. If they were still holding a lot of ETH, they may have seen that drop, uh, like a lot of us have. And, um, you know, even if they haven't, um, even if they had just been, you know, if they had been well diversified, you know, they, their, uh, their 
their runway just got a lot shorter and that's going to be tough for a lot of teams. You know, you're going to have to be um, a lot more focused and leaner. And I think that that's, you know, that's, that's good in a lot of regards, but it's also going to, to, to kill a lot of projects. You know, it's going to help us as collectors to see what is going to survive here. And, you know, especially if we are paying attention and, um, you know, I think that's, that's something that I'm looking at right now is, you know, which one, what, which of these projects or which of these, uh, project leaders and, you know, who are the people that are going to stick around and, you know, even as a collector, you know, I think that's, that's a big difference. You know, there's going to be opportunities here, but if you just leave now and wait until things come back, you know, you're probably going to miss most of those, or you're definitely going to miss the best opportunities. Yeah. And we have, uh, also these problems of crypto liquidity issues, because if your you know, investments and the money you were holding is in ETH, but you need to pay people in, you know, stuff they can eat. There's, there's a huge problem uh, there for, for sure. And actually it was interesting. Zed run made this announcement saying that they were actually liquidating some of their ETH positions right now, just to make sure they could afford to continue to pay out prize pools and things like that. And, you know, Zed run has a lot of, uh, has a lot of backing the full team, but you have to also keep that in mind that even if organizations had gotten money, if they had, they had left it all in ETH or frankly, anything that wasn't a stable coin and a stable coin that wasn't Luna, by the way, there were a lot of places to lose a lot of money. And so that's, uh, something to, to look at. And I thought that was, that was interesting. So anything that's a yield out, you want to take a second look at and just be like, well, wait a minute. If you were backed by Bitcoin, if you were backed by uh, whatever, you know, coin of your choice, and that's dropped by 80% and maybe even potentially could drop by another 50%. Oh, uh, what does that mean to that project? So that's definitely been on my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, Zed runs a good example of a company that's been through this before. And I think you yeah. see that, you know, the companies that have been through this or that started in, um, you know, maybe in a cold, you know, in a crypto winter in a bear market. I think they're probably better equipped to, to handle these off the bat, you know, because they have seen how lean things can get. Um, you know, whereas the companies that, you know, and we talked about this before, a little bit, when we were talking about the marketplaces or the NFT marketplaces, um, but the ones that popped up during this, um, time, you know, where, where things were so easy, um, and we're, we're also freely spending it. I think that, you know, those are going to be, those are going to be the ones that are challenged here and probably won't make it through hit this, uh, through the tough times that we do see ahead, you know, I'm not sure, you know, as you said, we're not, we we may not be through the worst of this in terms of the ETH price. And, you know, while we, you know, while we can hope that it just gets back to these levels, it may be some time until we see ETH at, you know, 2000 or so again, you know, we, we really don't know how long that could be. Um, and, you know, there was a time where ETH at 2000, even if not time, not long ago, where ETH at 2000 even seemed like a low price. So, um, you know, when you think in, in, in these terms, it, it's a little, you know, it's, it's a little, uh, I don't know, it's not pessimistic for the, for the, what lies ahead for the, the NFT market. I think it's going to get, um, a little quiet in many areas. Yeah. Not, um, not a lot of volume. And I think that's another thing that happens in a, in a bear market, the volume sure it surged i think you saw for a few days depending on when you're listening to this there was a a slight surge but overall let's just be honest it's just going to be less volume and that means 
projects aren't going to move as quickly. If you, just because you see a floor doesn't mean that there's a buyer for that floor. And that's going to be more true than it was ever before. Just slower movement because there's fewer people picking things up uh, as opposed to what we probably got used to in a weird way last year, where it was like, it's been minutes since I listed this thing. Why didn't it go? Check back. All right. It, it got sold. <laughs> this is, yeah, we can break up the frequency. I think we have to think up. about this is, yeah, this is, things can be stagnant for a lot longer. You have to be patient when selling, um, you know, unless you really want to undercut because that, that's, you know, that's, that's giving away a lot of the ETH, but I think that's the only way that you'll get a quick buyer. Um, and even then it's not going to be the same as, as, uh, the active market when people are just out there watching and you're getting, um, bids on, on, um, on some of your pieces, you know, it's, it's pretty quiet right now. And don't think that that will necessarily change, you know, especially until we kind of figure out what ETH is going to do. But I do think at some point, you know, ETH will, you know, we'll get, we'll level out to some degree and we'll, you know, we'll start revaluing, we'll, we'll. As NFT collectors, you know, we're all pretty used to valuing things in ETH. It's hard to do this when we don't know what ETH is worth. And that's what they, I think that's what we're dealing with right now. I think once people have a better idea of what ETH is worth, we will start to see some volume pick up again, you know, not everywhere, but I think that, um, collectors have shown that they're pretty quick to, to adjust. And, you know, maybe that's part of why, and it's definitely part of a why I think people get used to it is, you know, people can win when, when ETH is at 4,000, people feel okay spending three ETH on, uh, on a, uh, on a JPEG and it, you know, that's crazy. And when you think about it now, um, but it's also why people can get used to it at a much lower level, even though they spent a lot, you know, you're not, you can't do anything about that at this point. They're priced in ETH, not in us dollars. Yeah. And that's something I feel like we've said before, especially when comparing other projects on like Solana and something like, remember the underlying asset and like the value of that dropping. But this is on the other side of it is if you are a NFT person first, if you're an art collector first in this mindset of why you got into it, like you're not here to like collect a coin, but you're here to collect culture, collect memes, collect these uh, assets as you see them, like never been cheaper in terms of dollars. So when you come and look at a price, it, you know, it actually... I am now double checking in the actual dollars to anchor it. Cause before I was just, I just kept it in ETH because things were like, we just were weird before. And it was like a lot of money. And I was like, if I think about it, this, it's like, I can't measure apples to apples. And I think I'm much more about now understanding like, oh, cool. That's $700 for that thing. And that's not as much. I mean, it was always been interesting to me because I started a little bit more on the nifty gateway side because they would always lead with dollars because I think they were a fiat first type of group but now you're like well wait a minute there's a big differential here uh, uh between you know looking at what their prices are you know when they list on nifty for oh this is seven hundred dollars or a thousand dollars for this one you're like oh that's one each <laughs> wait a minute yeah i think i mean you know i've always recognized that we're we're dealing with two different uh, assets here and in, in trying to value these things and having eth and us dollars and i think that i will certainly look at it more like we are playing with with chips that can be used to buy these assets and you know those those assets are also valued in these chips you know but there's no guarantee of what the price of, of those value or what the value of those tokens you know gonna, what the value of eth is going to be at the when you go to redeem it and 
you know, that's a, it's tough because you don't, you, when the price, uh, it seems to be when the price of ETH is surging, we actually do see, um, NFTs pick up, which is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not the, uh, it's not what we've talked about potentially happening all the time. And, um, you know, it, I don't know. It's, I'm just finding it, uh, if that, you know, you got to look at it as when you do sell these, when you do sell NFTs, I mean, you've got to look at this as, you know, you've got to take some US dollar, um, US dollars out of the, uh, of the ETH system because, you know, you don't know what it's going to be over time. I think it's more about volume than it is price, like volume velocity for NFT pricing. When you have more things just being moved, the price is more likely, I think, to, to move up, to catch on FOMO for people to like, oh my gosh, look at this project that's like taking off as opposed to like, is ETH expensive or not expensive? Now it's usually more expensive because there's more volume happening on it. So maybe those two things are inextricably linked, but I see it as that, that sort of velocity of, uh, of NFT the trades, uh, going on. Um, I also, you know, I joked in the beginning, should we drop the word like affordable because it's all affordable. Now, when we started this podcast, we were saying like, oh, I gotta say like 0.3 was a number we're like, okay, it's like 0.3, 0.2. Like we were recommending things at that level. At that point, that was like a thousand bucks or more. You know, if you know, I was, we we talked through times when ETH was at four thousand, and now you're like, uh, actually, thousand dollars is gonna get you up to an ETH. So it's um, you know, it's a, it's a different perspective. It depends on you know how hard you're working for those dollars, what when and how you want to explain to your your significant others that you're still spending them on JPEGs. Um, instead of other things. So obviously like keep that in mind. I do see it as uh, a point to like, it's, I still see it as levered ETH. I still see it as uh collecting culture and it's interesting. I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, well, the point, you know, of levered ETH is, is good, but you know, the point with leverage also is that when things go down, they get hurt. Really no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what we're seeing. <laughs> yeah. ETH is already on the high end of, you know, risk on assets. <laughs> so also risk on top of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, I guess we're even seeing a liquidity, you know, issue among NFTs really, because you can't, you know, even if you wanted to sell at the floor, you can't do that right now in most projects. Um, so, you know, we know that you can't just go get your ETH out of there. It's essentially staked in JPEGs. Even those that are quality aren't going to sell real fast. And, uh, you know, market's going to have to change before that before I think we see a big uh, change in volume in NFTs. Yeah, I think we're going to be talking about these narratives for a little while. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, but there are opportunities. Uh, we're going to continue. Uh, oh, I meant to ask, um, Andrew, will you be my bear market buddy? Oh, of course, yeah. You, you mean from the Bankless podcast? I heard that one. You'll be my bear market buddy? I guess so, yeah. Awesome. All right. I've been waiting all bear market to ask you, but I thought we'd make it official. Thank you. Wow. On the podcast. This is, <laughs> this is big. All right. Uh, please leave us a comment because it'd be funny um, to show how degen you are leaving a comment at this point in time and, and rate us so we can uh, talk to more people about why NFTs are still a thing. Thanks, Andrew. Bye, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. 
The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.